The week starts with little price action in major stock indices as investors await important U.S. economic data that should help shaping the Federal Reserve expectations. Now, the Fed's rate cut expectations are being scaled back while the latest news on wires suggests that hedge funds are actually trimming their exposure to technology stocks at the fastest pace in seven months. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes. Daily Market Talk. So European and American stocks kicked off the week with a pause and a breather as investors well, took that breather after sending major stock indices in these regions to record high levels. The main catalyst was the better than expected blowout Nvidia results remember now the SOC 600 the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq 100 indices they all retreated from an all-time high level on Monday mama stocks were down by around one percent Amazon which had its first day at Dow Jones Industrial Index fell 0.15%, whereas Nvidia managed to eke out a small gain despite a morose market sentiment or a calm market conditions yesterday. Now, it feels like there is a moment of calm and silence in the aftermath of major technology earnings where investors will decide whether the stock rally deserves to continue higher and straight away. Now, this week brings some important important major economic data on the table from the US. The US will release its latest growth and inflation updates this week. Unfavorable economic data, so that means resilient but not abnormally strong growth, coupled with softening inflation numbers would allow the market bulls, the stock bulls to surf on the Goldilocks wave. So if that's the case, we could eventually see the stock market rally continue and even to broaden to sectors other than the technology sector and the technology stocks. So the equal weight S&P 500 index could make an attempt to catch up with the technology heavy S&P 500 normal weighted index. If not, if growth is resilient, but inflation takes higher in a way that's concerning for the Federal Reserve expectations, we could then see some profit taking and a downside correction across major US indices. And that selling pressure could also spill over toward the other major stock markets across the world. Now, according to Goldman Sachs, hedge funds that have been rushing into the technology stocks are now selling their positions at the fastest pace in seven months. Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway well, prefers sitting on a record pile of cash instead of putting this money into work. And well, Katie Wood, remember Katie Wood? Well, Katie Wood is exiting her TSM shares, but she's no longer a strong reference for technology investors as her well, ARK Innovation ETF is down by around 68% since February 2021 peak. So guys, she totally missed the AI rally. Yes, she probably missed the most important technology revolution of this decade. But hey, that happens. But Anyway, so I was saying that while well, the strong economic data from the US could actually help the stock market rally extend and to broaden if that data comes at a sweet spot, but there are actually some concerns out there regarding not the strength of the 
US growth numbers, but the inflation's trajectory. Because looking at the numbers, the expectation is that the US grew 3.3% in the fourth quarter of last year, which is lower than the 5% that was printed a quarter earlier, but still a very, very strong growth, mind you, for an economy that has experienced the most, the most aggressive interest rate hiking cycle of its modern history. And the coal PC in the US, which excludes food and energy prices, under the context and excuse that they are just too volatile to care, is expected to jump by most in a year than three and six month inflation figures, which both fell below the Federal Reserve's 2% target recently are also expected to spike above this 2% level. So if that's the case, all the PC data, which is known to be all the Federal Reserve's favorite gojo of inflation, will actually confirm the uptick that we saw in the CPI figures earlier at the start of this month. And obviously, an uptick in inflation figures is not good news for the Fed, those who already dropped their expectation that the Federal Reserve would cut the interest rates by March and then by May. And now they are trimming the expectation of a rate cut for June. So that expectation, the expectation of a June Fed cut is given around 60% chance before this week's inflation figures are released. And please remember that this very probability was around 70% just yesterday. So the Fed cut expectations are being scaled back quite fast. And note that our growth data from the US is due on Wednesday and inflation data on Thursday. And before that, today, we will have an insight on the US durable goods orders, US house prices, and also the Richmond Fed manufacturing industry. So, voila, the US two-year yield is just around the 4.70% level right now. The 10-year yield is a touch below the 4.30% level. Yesterday's two and five-year US bond auctions both settled at higher yields as supply was heavy, both in uh, government and also in corporate bond sales. And finally, Vanguard's intermediate term treasury ETF saw the biggest weekly inflow on record last week as investors continue to scale back their Federal Reserve interest rate expectations, fearing that a hotter than expected inflation rate this week could actually spoil the market mood and all these expectations. So, softening Fed expectations cause outflows from short and ultra long-term bonds, mind you, to go into the medium-term papers. This is where we are right now. And well, speaking of inflation, inflation in Japan fell to a 22-month low. Yes, you heard me right. Inflation in Japan fell to 2.2% level in January from 2.6% printed a month earlier. Core inflation also fell in Japan to 2%. That's a little higher than the expectation of a drop to 1.9%. But still, I mean, the Bank of Japan didn't move an inch on its negative raise yet. Inflation in Japan falls. That's magic. So the letter means that the Bank of Japan is in no rush whatsoever to hike the interest rates this April, as we thought it would be the case at the start of this year. So the dollar yen is well, getting quite comfortable near the 150 psychological level as the Nikkei 225 index consolidates near an all-time high level. In commodities, well, US crude saw support near its 
100-day moving average at yesterday's trading session, but appetite remains insufficient to push the price of a barrel to and above the $80 per barrel level. Not gas futures, on the other hand, remain under pressure as investors remain reluctant to buy the dip even near the current oversold market conditions. Iron ore prices, on the other hand, fell to the lowest level since November last year, so that's obviously a bit concern for those who are praying for China to, well, get itself out of this negative property spiral. So there is normally uh, a positive correlation in the market between the Chinese CSI 300 index and iron ore futures because, well, still is quite important for constructions, as you know, and health of the Chinese economy is well, quite closely tied to its construction and its property sector. But note that that correlation reversed sometime near the middle of 2023 as the Chinese economy remained under pressure, but China purchased some iron ore to boost construction. So that was that hope. But China's inability to boost its property sector and its construction seems to be waiting on iron ore prices since the start of this year. And well, lower iron ore prices and downbeat copper as well hint that well, things are still not going toward the right direction in China. Hence, for the world economy because China is quite important for the global growth. So let's see what the latest PMI figures tell later this week in China. But for now, it's not going through the right direction, guys. So this is all for today. I'm Ipekos Kardeshkaya and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive messages. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. Follow us on Instagram, Onyx and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments and please don't forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them. So I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.